Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 233. Uh, it's a Monday evening for me in the UK. Uh, welcome. Uh, today's episode, we'll be talking about yesterday's 2-0 defeat away in Bologna. And today's wonderful Europa League draw where Roma are reunited with an old friend, an old foe, which they are 2-0. Two, two and zero in the previous two uh, two fixtures. Actually, it's three fixtures because they beat them in the Conference League final and they beat them in the Europa League quarterfinal last season's final. Uh, that's enough of me rambling on. Uh, today, I'm, I'm, I am rejoined by a healthier Joey. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Scott? We won't talk about the football well, shall we? <laughs> I, had a, I had both my teams lost this weekend, and as I was saying pre-pod, I left after seventy minutes on Saturday. Uh, it was it wasn't great. My team lost three 0 at home. I managed to get food and got home just before five o'clock and watched Napoli Calorie, which was delayed by half an hour because there was something wrong on the roof. But apart from that, it's all good. Um, it's the last week before Christmas. And, um, yeah, just counting down the days to finish work this week and then in for two days next week and then it's pretty much New Year and then just going to enjoy the football or watch it between behind my eye. Uh, but, but, yeah, English, <laughs> Scott. Uh, watch it with my hands over my face because um, both my teams are playing big games. Well, you you kind of sort of... You kind of sort of like open your fingers to, to slowly see what's going on and then recover it again to not look at the pain because that's it's what like, I'll be doing over the break. It's like doing the John Cena. You can't see me, but just the hand is permanently over the face. Oh, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that's going to be me over the break as well. So, <laughs> um, You said to me, well, he is the cult of personality. That is the second WWE reference I am going to do. Um, I'm not going to sing Living Colour, Cult of Personality, even though it is one of my favourite songs. But you did say to me off pod, you watched the Jose Mourinho interview with the the wonderful podcast name of Obi-Wan, which is uh, the legend of Nigerian football and John Obi Macau. Yeah, it was wonderful. And I saw uh, Jose's character... Uh, let's say on a, it's still about football, obviously, but in a different mm. side that we're not seeing with Roma. And I, I sort of, I sort of, look, I, I always put Roma first, but if there's one manager I would love to win, win again, I guess, with, uh, he would definitely be the one just to see the after, the aftermath of it, the celebrations, the, the, the way he is, the, the way he brings about himself when he wins a game. It's just, it, it it does bring you some sort of like uh, crazy feeling as if you'll run through a wall with him and you'll exert so much happiness after you, you would with any coach. It's just there's a reason why it's a little more with him. And just listening listening to that interview, that podcast he had with uh, with John Owen McKell, and um, I I don't know the other person is some I think it's Scott McCarty or something like that. Or he's Scott. He's got the strongest Scottish, Scottish accent. Accent. I've heard yeah. in a while. Scotty, he made me laugh. He's like, I don't know why Jose would come on here. He's doing an episode with you and the Harry Scotsman. I just, he was actually really funny. He was actually funny to listen to. But yeah, Jose, he's hearing him on another side of it, still speaking about football, like I mentioned, but 
you know, not being within a game or having to talk to uh, referees or, or, you know, post-match media. It was just, uh, it was refreshing. It was nice to see on their side of him. And I, I feel like he truly, like he tries his best and yeah, people want, want, Add, to win at all costs for him because it's uh, just he's just such a special character. He, he seems like he's a fun guy to work with. He is charismatic. Uh, one he said that I've only caught glimpses. Um, I also saw that John Obi Mikel did one with Victor Osman a couple of weeks ago, so I might listen to that tomorrow. I think that one is like two hours long. Um, he said that what these grey hairs are down to uh, Lasana Diara and his agent. And yeah. these great hairs on these side are down to your, to yourself, and John Jiddu. <laughs> I was going to do it in a Portuguese accent, but no, I, I won't. I won't mimic <laughs> Jose. He he also said uh, that at the end, Scott. Uh, hopefully, you do listen to it. Um, they mentioned a little bit about Newcastle and PSG. The the penalty that wasn't a penalty. He's like, see, if I were the uh, the coach of Newcastle, I'll give you the grand context. He's like, if I were the coach of Newcastle, uh, you know, he would have went crazy uh, because that's not a penalty for me. And then they they asked him. Um, he, they asked him at the end, he's like, uh, so what did you think of that decision? You know, besides being a person, he's like, I can, he's like, I cannot talk about the referee. I don't make comment 10 match band. I said, I just started, <laughs> yeah, I just started laughing. Cause that's true. everything we experienced. Uh, so yeah, he did say some good things about Rome as well. It's a, a lovely city. Um, I did catch that part. I will, I will watch. Actually, I will listen because I think it's on Spotify as well. And it, it, it yeah, looks it like is. a good, podcast to listen to um should we get into the meat and bones about and how to dissect yesterday's two nil defeat um for 30 minutes i felt like i was watching a wrestling pay-per-view uh, <laughs> royal rumble <laughs> Some, for culture oh edition. it was like royal rumble yeah royal rumble 2024 which i think is in about five weeks i don't watch as much wrestling as i used to um, but I do keep abreast of it. But it felt it felt like I was watching a Royal Rumble. Some of the challenges that was Roma were doing. I think in the first sixty seconds, there were three Bologna players on the floor. Um, not surprised that Alexis Salamakis was one of them. Um, did he actually throw a punch at someone? I, I wouldn't that? say it was a punch. No, was but... it just more like a, a push? Push, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. Okay, it was like a mountain out of a molehill. There was some rough housing, and it, it felt like it was two two big sweaty men were going at it. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> in a in a wrestling ring. It was it felt like it was Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Enough with the wrestling analogy, Scott. Stop, stop, stop. But then Bologna showed the class. I uh, screenshotted the the defender from the first goal, and you could see the pass which was on the right-hand side of the Bologna's uh, defence. I want to say five yards in from their own half. I think it was Remo Freuler, or it could have been Nicholas Moro starting the attack, but the ball and the run just passed Cristante. Cristante took a, a, a look over his left-hand shoulder. The ball was gone. So was the Bologna player. The defence was cut in half. The pass to Dan and Doy, which took Indica out. The cross, which found Moro at the, the I want to say the edge of the 18 yard box and it was a calm finish. And then the goal for the second in the second half, the Bologna overloaded on right hand side and just left 
uh, Roma, sorry, very exposed down the left. I don't think El Sharari, who were, did replace Spinazzola at left wing back, even though El Sharari was playing up front. Um, he was nowhere to be seen. It was Ferguson against Dicker, and I think it may have been Lorenzo and it, Christensen scored an own goal, but they just cut Roma apart. Roma huffed and puffed. They pressed high. I can't fault for the effort, but the end product wasn't there. But I just think, I'm in admiration of Bologna. I've watched them probably about five or six times this season, and they've been brilliant to watch. Easy on the eye football. They just cut Roma apart time and time and time again. The first goal was a worry because I could see it coming. And it was just, you could just see what was going to happen. There was going to be a cutback, Xerxes, Moro goal. But it was frustrating to watch. Roma, they halved, they puffed. Jose made a sacrifice. Um, Renato Sanchez's 16 to 18 minute cameo was probably one of the worst football performances I've seen from an individual in a long, long while. He did not look up to speed when he got onto the pitch, gave the ball away four or five times, gave away a couple of fouls. And when I saw the substitution, I thought, uh-uh, there's a strike. Oh, is it uh, Bove and Asman? I thought, one's either going to be Sanchez and one's going to be someone else. And I wasn't surprised to see it. I actually laughed and then I what's up to you and I thought, nah, it, it, it it had to be done. And then social media went into, um, went into meltdown. The Simpsons, Abe Simpson, uh, Abe Simpson gif come into fruition. And <laughs> I saw that many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons video where Homer goes to a fancy restaurant and he's asked to be taken, like to leave permanently. I thought about that. And then, I saw a lot of football fans and a lot of football fan accounts do that about Newcastle and the Champions League. Like, excuse me, sir, can you please leave? Okay. Um, but uh, it was, I I thought we would shithouse it. And to be honest, for about 30, 35 minutes, I thought Roma did an, an okay-ish job. But after that, it was like 55, 55 to 60 minutes of pain. Um, you weren't happy after the game. I couldn't watch four games in a day, so I didn't watch Lazio Inter. I totally switched off afterwards. The floor is yours, Joey. What did you thought? What did you think of yesterday's performance? No, nothing great of Roma. Um, Mourinho said uh, that Roma lack intensity, which is true. Uh, physicality, true. It's 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 all true. Whether they're poorly coached is, uh, is another thing that we'll get to in a bit with Mourinho. But I've never seen a bunch of unconditioned football players just try to play football. I find they're always second every ball. They have no speed. They they can't outrun players. They can't physically outmuscle players. And just the fact that uh, I don't know if it's tactical or just intelligence, I feel they don't play without any football brain on the pitch. It just without Dybala and Lukaku, this is how bad it is. The rest of the team is just not up to par. I mean, you could say the defense tries to do their job all right. Um, I, you know, you can sort of give them a pass, but from everybody else, from the midfield to the goalkeeping to our other options, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Scott, this, this is the negative part I kept mentioning is I don't see how this team can, can hit fourth place. You come into Bologna, even though Bologna are playing well, Scott, and a away game like that, 
it's Bologna. You got to expect better. It's not Napoli. It's not Milan. It's not Juve. It's not Inter. It's not even Fiorentina. It's Bologna. As well as they're doing, you'd figure Roma should go out there and have a, a better game than they, than they did than they showed. And just that midfield was dreadful. I don't know what to say more about Pellegrini. I just think Paredes keeps having average performances. And as good as Crisante is, when a midfield is like, I'll say good. Like, I still hold my reserves on Cristante. I still think he's decent. We don't do well without him. But, I mean, he doesn't, I, I don't know. I don't see him as the guy to carry a midfield forward. To me, he's been playing better as either the deep-lying uh, playmaker recently or playing as the center back. To be quite honest, Scott, uh, like if we're able to get something in January, which I don't expect much, maybe play more at center back. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else. I don't know what else to say. He doesn't turn anybody. He's not that type of player. He's not dynamic enough. And then we try to, you know, we buy players who can, who we try to do that, be that true box to box. And with Pinto loving Renato Sanchez, we bring Sanchez. 18 minutes he plays, there's no intensity. And I think Mourinho said it best. He looks like he's scared to get hurt. What kind of what kind of use are you going to have that in a football player? So all that mixed together. And then uh, I don't know what more to say about Bellotti. As all right as he done, what, he scored three goals in the league. He's had limited time. But again, look at the three goals he scored against, the teams he's played. When he comes up against teams that are formidable, I mean, Cal Fury had it in his back pocket. He cannot hold up a ball. He cannot hold up from a player. He cannot outrun a player. What he, What is he there for? And we don't have the players to just feed him in the box to shoot. They need to do a little more, our strikers. It's just not a good thing. And then, you know, Spinazzola, I, I don't know. I He looked like he aged 50 years because he's not even a footballer for me anymore. And half of them aren't, honestly. I'm adding Pellegrini to the Smiths. I'm I'm sort of getting tired of trying to defend him. He could not. I don't know how he he lazily comes back on that goal that Moro scored in the first half. It just. Uh, I I'm sorry, Scott. Maybe we overestimated some of these players, but without DiBala, without Lukaku, it's just it's the, poor. the quality. Yeah, it's poor. It's completely poor. Now, whether Mourinho helps us or not is another discussion. I'm not too sure. Uh, if he truly is helping them in a tactical sense, that's not always been his forte. He's not always been the strongest at that offensively, so that doesn't help either. But again, you can't put the blame on him. You can partially mention even Pinto. He says he loves Renato Sanchez, been a huge failure. So yeah, I, I don't know where we turn with this. The only hope I had is Mourinho, I think, finally sees the light or maybe sends a message to the Freakins. If he does renew... Maybe they they have to go younger. That was the only thing that made me happy throughout the whole period of the game and then after the game was them looking to go younger because they can't keep going like this. Players have no motivation. They're broken. They have no physical attributes. Scott, there's not there's not one player on that team for me that you could say, wow, that guy has blistering pace. He can outrun you for a counterattack. We, you know what? As much as we hate Zaniolo, well, the way Zaniolo played, as bad as he is now, I'm not saying, and I said this before, I don't miss what Zaniolo brought in terms of his footballing IQ, but at least his physicality, at least the guy was quick. We don't even have that in a singular player anymore. I, I cannot, I don't remember Bellotti outrunning a defender yesterday at all. 
Like we have zero, zero pace, even in our midfield, we have no one to push forward and come back. You know how Barella and Fratesi, they're so quick at getting forward. I know Inter's the best team in the planet, uh, you know, in Serie A, but it's just an example. They have they have the so planet, many quick Serie A. Serie A. They're they're one of the top teams. I, I have good hope for them, even for Europe. But yeah, they just the the way some of their midfielders are, they're just so fast. Even in other teams, just and you come to us, it's just I, I don't know. We physically cannot beat anybody. We technically cannot beat anybody. So. I don't know what we turn to next. I really don't. It's just it was another poor game against another formidable opponent. We're up to um against the top ten. I tweeted it out. We have three draws and that that one of the draws is Torino, because Torino's in the top ten. We have three draws and three losses in six games we've played in the top ten so far. So with with the Napoli, Juve and Atalanta remaining. So it's just we cannot beat a, a good side. Whether it's home or away, we cannot beat a good side. I, I don't know where people expect us to get fourth. I'm sorry, but I, I think I've overestimated how this the squad is, and I just think they're they're pretty bang average. It's really nothing greater than that. Wow. The one t- did you mention Monza? Because Monza are in the top ten. Uh, they have the Torino one. there. But the Torino's eleven. Uh, they had Torino at ten and Monza at eleven. So I well, just took. It, I guess they're I've tied on updated. points. Yeah, they got twenty-one points. Uh, no, no, t- it's the top ten is Inter, Juve, Milan, Bologna, Napoli, Fiorentina, Roma, Atalanta are losing one 0 to San Natana at the moment, and that's just the second half is about to kick off. I haven't. Um, this is on Google, and then it's. Uh, Atlanta and Torino have 23 points, and Monza's got 21. So the, the only team that Roma have beaten in the top 10 this season is is Monza. Oh, yes, because Lazio is uh, is 11 now. They were higher, so I, I was yeah. looking at it before. Yeah, Lazio were higher. Um, now they actually drop below Monza because of goal differential, <laughs> but they but Lazio were 10th before, before that. Mm. So yeah, the I'm not going to lie. The top, the top ten is uh, the sorry Roma's performance away from home this season has been diabolical. Um, I tweeted out like about, uh, about Roma playing like a provincial side. Like, <laughs> but you know what, Scott? Even at home, they haven't beaten any teams in the top ten at home either. They have Monza. Oh yeah, now we're including Monza. Yeah, so they they beaten one. Because to me, Lazio was was there when I tweeted it out. But it's just the record in general, whether it's home or away against these formidable sides, just isn't great. It's not. It's not. It's it, it's poor. Um, but I do agree with you some some extent. Like I think it's due to lack of form and lack of confidence with some of these players. Like Pellegrini was like. He got a lot of stick on social media yesterday from a certain fan base of a, of the manager, um, and I think a lot of Italian supporting Roma fans and uh, not how's the polite way to say it? And like doesn't agree with his form at the moment, and it, it it's starting to show. Like Fat Totti, Luke called Leandro Paredes the Argentine Lee Catamar, which made me laugh a lot yesterday. Um, I don't know if you're equipped or know about Lee Catamar. I, I don't know him that well, no. 
Uh, he used to play for Sunderland and Wigan, and it was just a holding midfielder, and he just used to kick the living crap out of everyone. Not a bad footballer, but Paredes does put himself about. He has done okay-ish in games, but he has been found out in games. It's just like this team has got quality and they spent a lot of money, but it's just missing a little bit of something. Like you it, it makes me miss Matic, I'll tell you that much, Scott. Yeah, we do miss a bit of control in the midfield. I, I give you that. Um, I think there is going to be rumours of another centre-back coming in. Is it Sule who plays for Red Bull Salzburg? Uh, he's one of the, the targeted rumours. Yeah, he plays for Salzburg. Like, I was thinking, get another left wing back in. Spin it so I can go. Just take him. Like, I can drive him to to the airport. Unlicensed, because I don't drive. I'll get in trouble anyway. Um, I can drive him to the airport <laughs> and give him take him to Saudi. Um, you know what, Scott? If you, if you drive with no license in Rome and bring him to the airport and the police stop you and they, they ask you, what are you doing? Is it, well, I'm driving uh, Spirazolo to the airport because, you know, I'm selling him, we're selling him to Saudi. I think they'll applaud you and they'll let you go. <laughs> uh, like, the only player with pace in this squad is probably Rick Karsdorp. Yeah, I, I would probably say, yeah. I mean, I don't mind Chelik as a that role where you come in at the uh, like the Phil Bowl wing wing back spots. You just come in to shut down. I I don't mind that, but the only one really bes- besides that, yeah, is Karsdorp and Zaleski. Zaleski, I suppose it's been so I feel sorry for because that Achilles injury just ruined him. It just dented his confidence. He had probably one of the best Euro 2020 in 2021. Come off a good form of Roma in that season. Like during that COVID season, he played well at the end of that 2019, 2020 season. He played really well. And then for fits and starts, he's done really, really good. But like recently, he just like, it doesn't look confident. It just looks lost and bereft of ideas. Do you think deep down inside he's thinking, I'm not, not going to be here that much longer? I think so, and I think that's playing into his uh, his game. But the thing is, it's hurting us, Scott. I, I don't know what you can do. But it's it's not just him. He's been the worst by far. But the, the whole core, Scott, this is what I was saying. I'm telling you, I really... I really was, I had a smile when they talked about going younger and maybe it's a chance to change the core because I, I think I'm at the point where I, I'm like, change it. I, I think it's time to change from, obviously from Spinazzola, Pellegrini maybe, uh, Cristante, I'm on the fence. The only one I say, no, you can I'll keep. keep I, I, could, I would keep Cristante. Yeah, I, I probably would. I probably would, but when I'm a team that's aspiring for Champions League, Scott, I think... I always think he should be your backup option for me. Anyways, he should come in, fill multiple roles. That's that's my opinion. The only one I would for sure uh, keep maybe as a starter in a new one is is Mancini. I, I'm talking mm-hmm. about out of that whole Italian core. I just think he's playing really hurt right now, and there's nobody else. Um, so besides that, I, I honestly I would change that and change the structure. They have to go. They have to go younger, and guys would like you know, up and coming potential. I really was happy with that part of the press conference. Maybe it's, maybe it's a sign to the freaking to kind of change the structure. Cause I don't know the way we're going like this, Scott, it's going nowhere. So like Pasili, Pagano, Bove, um, Cherubini, 
was on the bench. Yao Costa, I think, is he Brazilian or Portuguese? I think he's Brazilian. I think he's Brazilian, yeah. Brazilian, Brazilian winger. Um, he's played a lot for the Primavera this season. Like The Primavera team is doing quite well this season, and there is players like... But, like, is your core going forward if you want to strip down? Because we are going to talk about what Jose said yesterday. Is the the Primavera players... Like, like I said on Thursday, overall there was five Primavera players that were involved in, this, in the eleven. Four, I think, came off the bench. So you, you had Zaleski, Bove, Manini, uh, Pagano, and Pasili. That's pretty much a core, not a spine, but a core of the future for Roma in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it could be. And they show some uh, pretty good potential. And obviously, if you, you work out on the market to buy some some exciting up-and-comers, maybe... Uh, would certainly help, but they, they need to find some way because the way it is now, Scott, I, I'm sorry. Unless you think it's fully on Jose and it's Jose not tactically getting the better of these these other teams, you know, that are around us or ab- above us in the standings, then okay, then you have a new coach. But if it's more now, which I think it is, um, then they got to do they they got to go younger. They got to find guys who are motivated. And guys were conditioned to play because what I saw yesterday, I don't know. We just get outrun, outpressed, out everything by any team that's 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 around us, and it's just it's just frustrating. It's how many years is it now? Two, maybe three. It's just it just two and a half years. It, it's been two and a half years. Yeah, it's just I I, I always say I want to be happy on a Saturday or a Sunday to come up against a big match and have a good showing, uh, not just from the opposition, obviously, but from Roma as well. I just want to see a good show. And it's been forever since we've seen it. It's just, I don't know, Scott, uh, it's kind of defeating me in a way because uh, I'd like to see a, a good Roma-Juve matchup and not going into it saying, well, here we go. We're going we're gonna to have uh, a million heart attacks um, during the game and anxiety, hopefully you get that one goal and then see from there. So I don't know. They just need to find a way to um, uh, to do better than this because this is this is really appalling. Well, Roma have dropped down to eight as Atalanta have gone two one up. Um, I am looking at the Roma under nineteens and like if because the the one thing that Rome, uh, Jose's done well this season, I do give him credit for for that, and he's done well in games. Um, but I just ask for consistency. That's all. I don't want no abuse on social media. I just don't want that. Um, it's the, the youth players that he's brought in. So, like, Luigi Cherubuni has got seven goals this season. Lucas, is it Mialcar? Uh, it's got four. Pagano, Karamistis. Um, I've got three each. And it's just like, Manini's got three assists. Uh, Corentina Lucam Lucam has got three assists. Uh, Cherubuni's got four assists. But would you go? Would you? He's the captain as well, Cherubuni. Would you just like be like put him in in some games this season? His contract does run out in summer, so. I mean, I probably would, Scott. What's what's stopping them now from doing it? We're not getting any productions out of anybody. We're we're structured really to to work off the brilliance of Dybala and the uh, scoring of Lukaku, with everyone else around them just doing whatever, because that's what it it seems like is happening. I 
when they're not there or just actually even just Dybala, because to me, Lukaku, it's, you still need somebody creative enough or a team creative enough to feed Lukaku. He's not going to do it on his own. So when you don't have Dybala there, you just look completely flat and useless offensively. So why not? We're not going anywhere anyways with, with the players we're playing with. So um, I, I mean, people might say, well, you're going to risk fourth place or whatever the case is. I'm like, well, you're not doing anything right now anyways. You haven't beaten a team in the top, you know, that's above you at all. You haven't beaten a single team. You're eighth place. There's seven teams above you. You haven't beaten a singular team that you've played so far, and you've played uh, at least half of them or more than half. So I don't know what to say. I think, I think it's just, it's a time we start to change because this can't keep going this way. Yeah, should we go on to... Jose's press conference, you wanted to bring it up. Yeah, sure. Do you want to read some of the quotes? Do you have them with you? Uh, I have them. I am on the excellent Roma Press website. Uh, I did have it, and then I lost it. So where was his comments? This is great podcast filling. Uh, Yeah, there we go. Uh, some people didn't take advantage of the opportunities they had today. I want to apologize to Renato. What I felt I was doing is hard for a footballer, but it was hard for me too. It's something I've done three to four times in my career, and I apologize to him. Without the bar, there is no class. And without Romelu, we lack physicality. I know it would be tough without them. We had great physical difficulties. Bologna have players with skill, intensity. We don't. For this reason, the game became more complicated. Mancini is in a great difficulty because he's playing with a very acute hernia. He plays because he wants to help the team and because the team needs it. But here's an example of the fact that not all players are not in the same situation. We are physically inferior to Bologna. I want to continue with Roma, but we need to think seriously about the FFP situation. Maybe it's better to play with a few more young players. We all know the overall quality of the team. It's a team that can change and mutate. Sounds like the this sounds like the COVID virus. Um, if we are all the, if, if we are if we are all available, we can be strong. Without the fund, fundamental players, we we struggle a lot. That's why I think maybe to th- it maybe it's better to work with younger players who have potential to develop rather than with the players who have nothing to develop for the future I would like to continue coaching for Roma I'm willing to do willing to changes the way I, I think about my job my future for me it would be very hard to part ways with Roma if it were to happen it would never be because of my decision it's a lot to unpack there isn't there <laughs> It is, Scott. The first thing I I want to get your thoughts on is how do you digest the part where he says, well, Bologna have skill intensity and they're physically were inferior to them. Um, How how do you digest that for a manager of a club like Roma, despite, um, you know, financial fair play involved? How do you digest that our manager says it? He could be right. He's probably, he, he could be right completely. But how do you feel, um, you know, maybe he is saying the truth about a team were physical, that were physically inferior to Bologna and they have sk- skill and intensity we don't? He is spot on, to be honest. Yeah, uh, so then there's something wrong if... There is something wrong. If with, that's the case. Yeah, there is, to be honest, there is something wrong with this Roman team. All I ask is for, for consistency. I think that's all 
Roma fans want at the moment. It's consistency, a lot of passion, a lot of heart, and to win games against teams who are above you. Um, like I said, we've probably watched Bologna quite a lot this season, both of us. I've watched them the last couple of weeks. So I watched them away at Lecce, which they dropped points. One all. Um, Pickley scored a penalty in about the 101st minute. And there was about six minutes of added time, especially with like a five-minute far check. San Lutano, they could have won that 8-0, but they won 2-1. San Lutano gave them a bit of a scare yesterday. Yesterday was like, wow. For 30 minutes, Roma did okay, and then the rest, Bologna just schooled them. To be honest, Thiago Motta is doing a, a wonderful job there. He's got the right type of players to, to play in that system for him. He's got young, hungry players that are willing to develop and take their game on to the next level. Look at Josh Serksy. Was at Bayern. Went on loan to Parma. Didn't do well. This is his second time in Italy. Um, and he's absolutely killing it. And it wouldn't surprise S- second me. Second season at Bologna, right, Scott? Yeah, second season. Okay. And this is second second uh, time in Italy after the Parma. I think Parma were... I think that's the season they got relegated. Look at him, he's wonderful. Lewis Ferguson, one of my favourite Scottish players at the moment. Unbelievable player. He's got the world at his feet, and I hope he does for Scotland in Euro 2024. Dan Endoy, he's like one of the quickest wingers in the division. And then he's got Orsolini, I think he was injured at the moment. Exactly, um, Scott. They were also missing, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yes, I know we're missing Lukaku and Dybala, but... Uh, I'm not saying it's the same value, but Rossellini is an important offensive mm. player for them. He was missing yesterday, and it doesn't feel like they missed him no. at all. Like They're playing Calafiori as a left-back at centre-half, and he's done a wonderful job. And they've got Christensen on loan from Leicester. Stefan Posh, I'm a very big admirer of. Very, very good right-back. Remo Froehler, talented midfielder. Did okay for Nottingham Forest last season. Did a wonderful job for Atalanta. Like Nicholas Moro, it's just like, oh. But uh, with Bologna, he's got the right players for him. I think at Roma, it's an individual thing. Roma, it's been like this for about 10 years. Roma rely on individual talent. They don't play as a team. I don't know if you would agree with that. It's no, like, I, I do agree with it. I'm glad you I glad you said it because that's that's how it's felt. Uh, they've had moments they felt like they play like a team. I thought for yeah. the sake of years, um, they were a little and bit collectively together. Yes. And at, under Jose, in, in some performance in the Europa League last season, they played like a team. At Leverkusen last season, they played like a team. At Feyenoord, at, at home, they played like a team. Like in the, the European home games, they all played for each other. Uh, but I think away from home, they just rely on a little bit of individual quality just to get them out of out of trouble. It has happened a couple of times, but sometimes it's, they've gone wanting. Yeah, absolutely. And I just I don't know, Scott. They they come up to some of these bigger teams, and they just they seem just seem so flat or so uh, physically unable to keep up with the the pace of the game. Knowing that, we'll probably beat Napoli on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know with this team. That's, it's, that's what I would it's say. It's football, isn't it? It's like, I know Roma is an emotional fan base. Like, you take the highs and the highs and the lows and the lows. Like, one result can completely change the complex of what's going on. Like, yesterday was a disappointment. But 
you do have to realise that Robo in eighth are on twenty five points. In fourth place is only three points. It's only three points, and you just need Napoli, Fiorentina, and Atalanta to drop points, and then Roma to pick something up against Napoli and pray for Inshallah to get something at Juventus because that's not going to be a wonderful game of football. That'll probably end up nil nil or one all. <laughs> you never Shit know. Has a result. Yeah, it's just like Rome. It's just a couple of results. It's not the end of the world, but it's just disappointing. And I just felt like yesterday was sort of a missed opportunity, but they could probably bounce back with a game at the Olympica on on Saturday. Um, should we go to Europa League draw? Before we do, Scott, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you one more thing about the the interview. What are you What are your thoughts with the going with the uh, with younger, not just younger players, but a, a younger mindset? Because that also means looking at the market too, right? Um, do you think Jose would be the type to be able to handle younger profiles? It's usually never been his, his strong uh, point. His strong point, right? No, I, I'm I'm excited if he does go down that route. I think. I think all young players will probably like to go, yeah, I'd like to be coached by him because he's got that aura. He's got that experience. Look how many trophies he's won. It's true. And I'm glad you mentioned that too, because uh, John Obi Mikel, right? If you listen to the podcast, he mm-hmm. was a young player for, uh, for Mourinho. He got him, he had him at like 17. So, mm-hmm. and look how he talks about, he still calls him bo- boss or father. Boss. Yeah. yeah. He's still got that aura about him. He always will be, will have. Like when he was at Porto, actually when he started at Benfica, and then went to now Delira, Porto, Chelsea, Inter, Real Madrid, back to Chelsea, Man United, Spurs, and now Roma. He's still got that aura about him. It does work well with young players. He worked well, he worked with younger players at Chelsea the first time, like Terry Lampard. Um, and and that had a, a good core of young players as well. Joe Cole, like uh, Inter was, uh, would you say it was the old men? And it just got them through. They had a quite an old, elder team. Or was it Mykon, Kivu, uh, Cordoba, Lucio, Samuel, Julio Cesar? Uh, yeah, they definitely had a, a veteran squad. An elderly couple. Yeah, like. At Real Madrid, it was Galacticos. Man United, I think he had a, he had a couple of younger players in Rashford, and oh, was it Pogba was probably a bit younger then, at twenty seventeen, so yeah, about twenty four, twenty five. But I would like to see it like this. He's brought Primavera players through Zaleski, Bove, the the couple of players who went to Sassuolo last season, and uh, not last season in the summer. Uh, the right back and uh, the Oz- Australian f- oh, player whose name has just completely lost me. He scored against Verona last season. Um, Volpato? Volpato, that's it. Yeah, he's brought in younger players, but you do have to have the odd experienced, excuse me, wise heads with them. It's right. just be interesting to see what, what happens. I wouldn't mind to see Roma go younger in the transfer market. I do expect, I do, sorry, I would love to see it because there's so And no broken talented. players. No, no broken players. I've been screaming 
for someone to sign Bal Danzi at Rome, uh, for, at Empoli. Just Roma to sign him. It'd be wonderful. Rooney Bargi at Cop Copenhagen. Valentin Xerxes at Bologna. Valentin Barker at Boca, who probably will be in Europe in about a month's time because he has a release clause of about eight and a half million euros. Like, just Parisi at Fiorentina, Cambiasso. I'm just naming all the players that I've bought on Football Manager. <laughs> like, but no, but these type of young, hungry players, just to get them in, into the team, there's like, uh, yeah, there's like, a couple of South American players that come to mind. The the player that is wanted by Barcelona, uh, River Plate, just like he will be a star. Just go younger and just go hungrier and players to take the big step in their next development of playing football. But we have yeah. to wait and see, don't we, Joe? Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, we got to work with what we have now and let's hope we can get as most as we can you know, until the end of the season and then go from there. Yeah, I still think Roma will get top five, top six. And that potentially will get, could get Champions League football. It's just one dent in the road. That's all. It's not the end of the world. Because no, knowing Roma, they probably get results against <laughs> Napoli and you. Juve. And we were like, what happened to Bologna? Nah, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing yeah, happened. that's Roma. We ended the year with, <laughs> we ended the year shithousing two results against Napoli and, and, and Juventus. But um, Europa League draw, it's a uh, final. Round yeah. three. Round three. Yeah, round three of but the tables, ladders, and chairs. Yeah, yeah, table ladders, yeah. chairs, part three in recent years. But to be honest, Roma have a good record against Feyenoord in recent years. They beat them in the Europa League in 2014-15, uh, won the Conference League final and won against uh, them in the Europa League's quarterfinals last year. Um, thanks to a half-hit Paolo Dybala goal. And just, I think that result may have just been the, the fact of Roma just putting all the eggs in the basket basket for the final. But what's your thoughts on it? Um, as much as success we've had against them, if you ask me who would you have wanted in this draw, it would not have been them. I would have preferred someone like uh, Young Boys or Braga. But, I mean, mm. at least it's somebody we've had success against. Um, they're a good side. I know they're second in the um, Dutch League. And yeah, they have a really uh, good striker in Jimenez. Yeah. It's PSV that's Jimenez. first. Yeah. yeah, and PSV have won all their games this season. Yeah, in, they have. They've been, the they've been on fire. Season. Yeah, they've been, they've been on 16, fire. 16 out of 16 they've won this season under Peter Bosch. That's crazy. That's wild. Um, yeah, so they're they're still having a good year. and But again, we're going to have to hear of uh, Mr. Slot for the third <laughs> time. So... Um, they're a tough team. You, we said they had Jimenez. They ha obviously they have still Gutrida. Um, they have a good midfielder in Stangs that they've uh, spoken highly of. Um, it's going to be a tough game again. It all depends. Do we have Dybala? We should have Lukaku, but do we have Dybala? Do we not? How are our players going to feel by February? Are we going to have to make a decision if we're going all in for one or the other? So. It's uh, it's going to be quite difficult as always. Um, our away form it's as worse as it's ever have been, so it's going to be a very tough game at the Kuip. It's a matter of keeping um, keeping it 
very minimal damage, maybe one goal or less. That's 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 it. That's really what we can afford. Um, but I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, you you could play somebody so many times. Eventually, the result's going to turn the other way. So let's just hope this isn't the case. And uh, Roma, if there's one thing Roma can show that they've shown in the previous two years is that um, although they look they look pretty mediocre everywhere else. Um, they look, look, they weren't great. And I feel last group stage, they were actually worse than this one in Europa League. I mean, they drew and lost to Betis. Mm. They lost to Ludogorets, um, HJKL Sinki. They didn't look that great. So they actually had a worse group, uh, last year than they did this year, performance wise. And we made the European final. So. I mean, we're a different animal when it comes to uh, Europa League. Just the only question we have is, you know, Smalling was immense last year, and having Matic really helped. We might not, we might not potentially have Smalling, and we obviously Matic went on to another team. So, but it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be interesting. This is the one area where Roma always excels in, and Lukaku's wonderful at this competition. So. I still give us good hope to do pretty well in Europe, and it's going to be necessary, Scott. So when we get to the part about the fifth spot, we want all Italian teams to do well, and starting with our own in in Roma. A lot can change in two and a bit months, can't it? Absolutely. Uh, One player in the market could help. Look, uh, people might might like or not like the Sergio Oliveira uh, signing in the winter two years ago, but it helped us win the conference league. So you can't deny the transfer. Um, last year, did we, we got Urente. I think Urente was yeah, a big part of helping yeah, us. Yeah. yeah. Helping us go forward. And maybe this year we'll have the same, maybe we'll get one or two players that luckily contribute with us in a major way uh, to push forward in both Serie A and Europe. So that could change in the condition of the squad. Um, I've mentioned they they I felt like they've been under they're just under conditioned athletes. Maybe something they realize and could work on in two months is getting them up to speed, getting their conditioning a lot better. And when you do that, well we see different players on the pitch, we may see different results. So a lot can definitely change in two months. Also, you might have Maris Kumbula and Tammy Abraham back. Absolutely. More on Kumbula, definitely. Uh, they did mention that he, Jose did mention in a press conference, I think it was either the preview of Bologna or around the Europa League against um, against uh, Sheriff, where he's able to play about 10 or so minutes against Napoli. So he's, his return is imminent, and hopefully that can help us even just rest some players um, like Mancini and just give us added depth that we are desperately needing. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, The floor is yours about the coefficient. Yeah, so uh, update on the standings for that. So Italy are actually top with 14 points in the coefficient race. So all seven teams have qualified for the next round of Europe, which is great. Um. Now, second is Germany with about 13 point, I think it's about six, 13.6, while um, England have 13.2. They made a strong showing by having so many teams top the group, including Brighton. You know, at the end, I was so furious. West, Scott, Ham. I won. West Ham. West Ham, we knew, though, I think I think I kind of mm. knew that was going to happen. But Brighton, there was a chance more if Marseille just drew that game, they would have been first. And that's what I really wanted. 
for that to happen. Uh, as much as I actually like Brighton and Deserbi, I'm doing everything for Italy to get that fifth spot. So, um, yeah, so Germany, uh, Germany, I mentioned 13.6, and same with England. They have 13.625. Uh, so Germany's literally ahead by 0. 0, 0.02, but Italy is ahead by 0. 0.4. Spain is further behind at 12.6. Um, I'm not as worried about Spain. Um, they did some analytics on it, got some percentages, and they only gave Spain a, so they gave Spain a 12 and a half percent chance to make uh, to get that extra spot. They gave Germany a 48.3 percent. Although Italy is top, they gave us a 50.4 percent, and England at first with 77 percent. England at first because of the quality of the teams that remain. And who they face in the next round have given them a huge boost. The only concern I have with Italy is that all their teams, especially in Champions League, came second. And they all have very tough opponents. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I expect much. I really expect more of teams like Roma, Atalanta, and Milan, plus Fiorentina to help us coefficiently with the... um, with the Europa League and the Conference League. So, again, if we want to make top two, we got to stay in those two spots. What helps us is the teams, uh, all seven teams that made Europe. So the way it works is whatever points you get, you got to divide by the team, teams that, uh, the amount of teams that participate in the in the uh, the Cups. So because England only have six of eight remaining, and same with Spain, that hurts them, that hurts them a lot. So any win they get, you divide by eight, even though there's only and but there's only six teams giving you points. So we just got to keep up and hope the uh, the Italian teams continue to do well in Europe and hope we get that fifth spot. And that might be the fifth spot be very valuable to Roma come the end of the season. What also helped was two English teams finishing rock bottom. Yes, absolutely. That's why Champions League group. I was, I was so happy when Milan beat Newcastle and when Manu lost to Bayern. I, that's mm. that's what I really wanted it for. I Trust me, I don't care for success for Milan. I could be one of those typical Italians. I'm sorry, but we, we maybe an older generation or growing up, it's I maybe it's a little different now with younger kids, but I do not want Italian teams to succeed normally in Europe. There are rivals. But in this case, I want them to do as well as they can to make the next round. I even want Lazio to beat Bayern, even if we have to hear about it for days on end, how they beat Bayern. I want Lazio to win. Uh, Roma have also beaten Bayern in the last 13 years. It can be done. Um, it, it can yeah. be. Scott, people hate when I say, why would you want Lazio to win? I want as many points to make Europe as possible. And our biggest competition is Germany. So if you can... If German teams can lose, because I think England are are going to take it. I think England, you know, they're the, they have the favorites to win Champions League in Man City. They have the favorites to win Europa League in um, Liverpool. Liverpool, and they have the favorites to win the Conference League in Aston Villa. So I I think oh. they're definitely a team to fit. They're definitely a team we're competing with. But I think Germany's more at at, at our level to make you know to give us um, that that second spot uh, that fifth spot. It for Champions League next season. So, I yes, I want Lazio to win and I want every German team uh, to certainly lose. To fail. Um, here, here. Um, before we wrap this up, do you have anything else to add? I just want to see a better Roma next Saturday and not go into Christmas with another depressed look on my face. So, I don't want to... <laughs> Yeah. Scott, you know what? I really don't want to go on the 24th. Uh, I'm going to an uncle's house. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. We're 
We, uh, I usually have a big night on Christmas Eve where about 20, 25 people. I don't want to go there with the, the, the press look. I have my younger cousin who's trying to be, who's growing up as a Roma fan, and we're going to have to have this two-hour discussion about the Napoli game. I just want to go in there with a win and a happy smile. So I, I just, please, they didn't deliver on my birthday, but for Christmas, can they please just deliver us a win? That's all I ask. It could be a Christmas miracle. Um, but <laughs> That's what we deep hope. Down inside, deep, deep down inside, it wouldn't surprise me if Roma go to, to the Olympico on Saturday and in the final game of that week uh, before Christmas and pick up a result against Mitsaris Napoli when he's tapping his watch. Um, I think we pretty much covered everything we, we have. Um, you can follow us at themagicast.com and find our previous 232 episodes on on the website. And you can find us on all podcast platforms, so Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc., etc. Uh, Joey, thank you once again for joining on a Monday evening. And then this could be like a therapy session for most Roma fans when they get to listen. It is for me speaking about it, so I can only imagine them when they listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we, we will be back Saturday uh, I would say minutes after the final whistle but we'll probably give it 10-15 minutes after the final whistle because deep down inside both of us do not want to record a podcast on, um, on Christmas Eve do we Joey? we as certainly do not mic- not as he's, yeah no I, as he's muted with his microphone <laughs> <laughs> it was muted for a second. I was drinking some water. Yeah, we we certainly don't want to, especially if there's a loss. I I do not want to have a therapy therapy session about them on uh, on on Christmas Eve. I second that. So, uh, Joey, thank you once again for joining. We'll be back on Saturday to hopefully, fingers crossed, not to have egg all over my face. Um, talking about. A Christmas miracle. No, I'm joking. I hope we're talking about a better result as Roma take on Napoli in the uh, the big game, the Derby della Sol, the Derby of the Sun. Or was it Derby of the Sun? For what? The, uh, the sorry, you cut out there for the is Derby. Derby. Is it Derby della Sol? Is it Derby of the Sun or Derby of the Sun? It's a uh, Derby of the. Uh, I think it's of the Sun. The sun yeah. Where's well, the Sun? It's a Southern Derby. Um, but no, we'll be back Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your week, um, and we'll speak soon. Ciao. Ciao.